This podcast is brought to you by Modest Coffee, single origin coffee without the snobbery. Go to www.modest.coffee forward slash no bad reviews to see what coffees they're roasting today. Cheers! Welcome to No Bad Reviews, colon, a coffee podcast. This is a podcast where three coffee professionals, friends, and co-workers get together every week and discuss a coffee and then try it while committing to giving no bad reviews. I'm Jenny and I run all of the operations at a coffee company called Modest Coffee. And I'm Marcus, the lead roaster, green coffee buyer, barbecue smoker, and good food award winning coffee roaster for Modest Coffee. And I'm Colonel Stephanie, and I'm the employee of the year at Modest Coffee. Yay! I wonder when you become, like, do you keep upping the ante? Like, you go from employee of the year to, like, employee of the decade to, like, employee of the century? The century! That's where I want to be. Employee of the millennium? Don't limit yourself. Right. Do I have to work there for 51 years to be the employee of the century? Like... I think you've kind of already earned it. I mean, I think if you, you were to... there for 51 years, hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you get employee of the century <sighs> just right. for your commitment to, like, uh, coffee for that long. Let yeah. me do the math on that because I feel like I'd be in my 90s. This would be really cute. If you were still there in your 90s. <laughs> I don't think it would be cute. It would be so cute. <laughs> it's just... You'd be like the little would... old lady at the bagger. You'd probably be hunched over, so it'd be easier to get the bag under there. <laughs> and also, with our with our like wage policy, you would literally be making like a hundred dollars an hour. Oh, which would be nothing in the year two thousand and seventy-five. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, you know, we won't even have money back like that forward in the future. It's just all going to be credits. I mean, that's kind of what it is right now. What is money nowadays? All right, listeners, if you're listening to this, this is sometime in the undetermined future right now, because this is a vault episode. We have recorded it, and so we're not going to give you any identifying information about date or time. (laughs) This is whenever it is that you're listening. (laughs) Consider it 10 days before then. So whatever happened 10 days ago is what is happening right now. I can't believe Trump won again. Fuck. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Won what? A ticket to prison, hopefully? (laughs) So we have to make our predictions. So basically, okay, I predict, what do I predict? I don't, I predict that we're recording in Canada right now because Trump won again. (laughs) And we have all fled the country. You just took Steph's. I'm going with Steph's. I'm agreeing with her. Oh. Well, Do you want to come prediction. to Canada? That's an agreement. Agreement. Do you want to come to Canada with us? I predict that the new Pokemon movie is going to be awesome. Oh, and did that just come out ten days ago? Yep. Oh my god! People I fucking l- love it. Yeah, Pokemon—they're so awesome. Yep. Love Pokemon. Yep. And then this one—they have a coffee Pokemon. The did live you know action, it? like remake. <laughs> what about the coffee Pokemon? Can that be in a live action? Um, which coffee Pokemon is that? The one that starts out is like a bean and then turns into a, transforms into a cup of coffee. That's how Pokemon work, right? Yep. They transform. Yeah. <laughs> I try not to hear what my child is telling me when he talks Pokemon. <laughs> I actually have no clue. Oh. I do the same with Marcus. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, we are in the future right now when you're listening to this. Don't know when. Um, so we're not going to make any clarifications because we don't know what we're going to have to clarify after we record today. We don't know what clarifications are coming our way. Okay. All right. So time to make the bacon. Yeah? Bacon? Bacon. All right. So if you want to make some bacon with us, you can find us on patreon.com slash nobadreviewspod, where you can also listen to our awesome Love It or Leave It episodes where we... Uh, Try something and coffee-related usually and tell you if we love it or if we leave it. And then you can make the decision if you want to try it too. 
Uh, that starts at just $4 a month. And then we have some pretty awesome little bonuses at the higher levels too. You can get things like fancy merch on our birthdays. And you can get a sampler pack of coffees that we've tried in previous episodes. And you get early releases of episodes and ad-free episodes. So we try to make it really fun. So just check it out on uh, patreon.com slash nobadreviewspod. Also, you can support us at buymeacoffee.com slash nobadreviewspod. That helps support our podcast. You help us buy coffee. And last, you can check out all of our merch in our store tab on our website. See what kind of cool stuff we've got going on there. You won't regret it. I think that's all the bacon to make. Today, we are going to try a coffee soda called Manhattan Special. Um, Mm. Yeah. So, Steph brought this to our attention. Delicious, it says. (laughs) (laughs) When I was pulling them out of the box to put them in the refrigerator, I noticed that it has a fuck ton of sugar. I was really surprised by how much sugar it had in it. I thought it was just going to be caffeinated espresso, but this is like a legit sweetened deal to me like the labeling and everything harkens back to like the 80s it kind of gives me like these vibes of a different coffee era it makes me think that there might be some sort of history there there's so much history here 1895 the um the picture on the bottle is sort of 1920s flapper looking so i don't actually know when this label came out but 80s is a good guess i the guy who was running the company from 1970 through the mid 80s made a lot of changes so it wouldn't surprise me if it was his idea somewhere something i read about this label somebody was talking about how the woman was sort of hanging all over the guy and the guy's expression was of complete disinterest and it made me (laughs) laugh when i read that That's very true, actually. He's actually almost, like, angrily, like, he's very intensely staring at her. Are they standing in front of a giant cup of coffee? And what is to the right of the picture? Can you tell what that is? Oh, it has, like, a spout on it. Oh, you know what? It might be a mocha pot. Is it maybe a mocha pot? (gasps) Maybe. Is it it a Manhattan special? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It does have a lot of sugar. It has 37 grams of sugar per 12-ounce serving. But that is in keeping with a a Coke or a Pepsi or any other, like, soda product. Since 1895, delicious Manhattan special espresso premium coffee soda. And we got the original flavor. As opposed to... Diet or caffeine-free. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. And it's, like, got this gold label. It's, it says it's, gold medal on it. It won a gold medal in Rome, which I guess in, like, 1925, which they're very proud of still, yeah. that <laughs> gold medal in Rome. Yeah. I don't okay. know why. Right. I don't know why a Roman gold medal is so – It's wait, is it an Olympic gold medal? <laughs> <laughs> what, people can't be proud of the awards that they won in the past? And, uh, and like – a hundred years from now, Marcus you know? is still going to be talking about that good food award he won once. Is that an accomplishment? <laughs> I told Marcus he's got to win some more awards because no. that one's going to get old soon. But they'll pr- still probably only have like 40 roasters that ever won one. Will be one of them. Anyways. Aww. I first started looking into Italian sodas because my presumption was that since this was made by Italian people using Italian products... But it's not considered, like, Italian soda is flavored syrup, soda water, ice. That's it. Crema, you add crema would be with cream. Okay. And supposedly it was invented in 1925. Uh, Italian soda was? Or Mm -hmm. this was? Italian soda was. Oh, okay. So this was before? Three dates. 30 years predates. So the other date that I find interesting is, you know, supposedly this guy created this beverage after coming to the U.S. from Italy because he really missed espresso. Mm, okay. That's an interesting homage to the espresso, though. It was one part of the inspiration for it, I guess. Okay. But espresso was officially invented in 1901, six oh. years after this product mm. came out. Oh. Mm. Well, now I wonder, so was the espresso machine, as we know it, the one that was invented in 1901, but maybe mocha pots were, right. they are previously... Mocha pots were invented in 1913. Oh. Damn, Steph, you got all the history over there. Yes. When was coffee invented? <laughs> <laughs> Aw, shit, Marcus, help. Coffee and humanity grew up together. Aw. 
coffee is the reason humanity is what it is today. Yeah, I mean, it probably had nothing to do with like farming or anything. It was probably all coffee. Nope, it all they. It's been fueling like innovation and creativity for ten thousand years for millennia. Oh, wait, how many millennia? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, I kind of don't know either. This product was so far ahead of its time mm-hmm. that it invented Italian soda and espresso. <laughs> <laughs> Or I don't know, like, should it be given more credit than it's being given? Let me ask another question, because this is making me think back to the Coca-Cola episode. Right. When did carbonated water become a thing? That would be my question, too. Like, is Manhattan special lying to us about 1895? I'm really <laughs> glad that you brought up Coca-Cola, because I there's a similarity here to that, too, because of the timeline. Yeah. Um, because people were suddenly seeing soda water as a health tonic Mm -hmm. right around the turn of the century, the late 1800s, which was also Coke. You remember Coke in its original form, Dr. Tuggle's compound syrup of globe flour, (laughs) toxic, invented in 1866. But Pemberton's French wine Coca tonic was 1886. And then officially Coca-Cola, 1892. Yeah. So three years before this. So that was at the time that people were going to the pharmacy and getting these like health tonics that were basically like herbal syrups, which is what Coke was, with soda water. It's like it it had to have been like he tried that and was like, oh... I got it. I'm Italian. You know, yeah, like you put yeah. two and two together. Yeah. What if he was influenced by Coca-Cola? Yeah. Made but Coca-Cola was in Georgia and this guy, it sounds like, was in New York. Yeah. This guy might have been influenced by his wife. Let me jump into okay. the, a little bit of their history and we'll talk about this further because I feel like this is all tied together. Let me just ask really quickly before you get started, the bottling, has this always been bottled or did it start out as like a drugstore thing? Because I was also thinking of Coca-Cola and bottling and how that didn't come back till a little later. A too. little later, right. Um, okay. I know they've been at the same location since 1895. Okay. Wow. And I know that location on the, like the old timey picture of the building says Manhattan Bottling Company. Okay. So my presumption is that they have really been bottling it for that long. Mm. You can see that image if you go to the Manhattan Special website on the R Story page <laughs> um, that doesn't really give much information at all, but has some cool photos in, it's like a... Like a montage? Slideshow. Okay. It's like a slideshow with very little info. But there's a picture of the truck, the old-timey truck that I, of course, love. Love it. And two guys in, like, funny old-timey clothes standing in front of this building. The actual image you can't find online anywhere else. They have it cropped. They have the image elsewhere on their website cropped, and you can't see the building name. Mm. Okay. Unfortunately. Hmm. But yeah, so my presumption is that they have been bottling this since 1895, which is something else that would have been kind of ahead of its time. So I don't know. I think maybe this guy was amazing or they're lying about the year. I don't know. So they still have a storefront? (laughs) They still have the same location. I don't know if you can buy it right out of the location. Okay. My, My... Senses that it's more like a factory. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, a bottling we had factory. to buy this in what? We had to buy a case of like... It was hard to find. It was hard to buy. I bought it from them directly, but their website was super janky. And mm-hmm. like every single time I tried to do it on my phone, it kept giving me an error about like the, the like something like that was definitely in there, but was like broken on their website. Hmm. So then I had to go to my regular computer to do it. And it, my sense was that this is something that's easier to buy locally. Like maybe they bottle it, they sell it in the New York area and that getting it outside is not their norm. But I mean, it did come in a 12 pack and it was very nicely packed and everything, but it didn't seem like that was what they're trying to do. This is jumping ahead a little, but they've only been selling it online since 2008. Mm. Okay. And it has traditionally only been available locally in New York. Yes. Wow. wow. So, um, Look at me. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I don't have anything else. Other predictions? That's the end of my predictions. I so, promise I'll have a couple Here's my surprises. prediction. His wife is from the South. No. Damn. She has something else in common <gasps> with the founder of Coca-Cola. I was going to say some... Was she his mistress? No. <laughs> was she a Confederate? Oh. A oh, Confederate general? Let's just... No. We got to hear the story. Steph has to tell it to us. Okay, so... Let's stop rewriting Steph's story. <laughs> <laughs> Manhattan Special is not from Manhattan. It oh. is from Manhattan Street in Brooklyn. 
Oh. Isn't that interesting? Oh, but it's still New York. It's still New York. Okay. Yeah. I don't actually understand how New York works. Because, like, Brooklyn has its own address. Like, it's Brooklyn, New York. If you're writing something instead of New York, New York. And then Brooklyn has... But it's... I don't understand how that works. It's a borough. But I don't understand how boroughs work. It's like it's like an intermediary between like uh like a neighborhood and a city. Like it still falls under like the government of New York City, but it's also its own thing. Like I think that there's like a mayor of Brooklyn, isn't there? New Yorkers, if you're listening. I don't th- I don't understand your city. I don't think there's a mayor of Maybe Brooklyn. I think there's like a mayor of New York City, which includes all five boroughs. And then but who represents the borough? The alderman. But I thought that there were more neighborhoods within each there borough. Are Manhattan Special is from the Williamsburg neighborhood of Brooklyn. Yeah. Oh. Isn't that confusing? It's so confusing because in Chicago, you've got Chicago and then you've got like the neighborhoods slash wards. And that's where your aldermen come from. But in New York, the borough is like the city... And then it's like New York City is like the county almost, but it's not a county. I don't know. I don't understand it. It's like weird. <laughs> I can't weird. clarify for you. I don't know how the... We'll have to look into this, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. We need somebody from New where, York to Where else us. do they... I've had somebody from New York try to explain it to me and I have no fucking clue. Hmm. So the person who invented this is Michael Garavuso. He was an immigrant. Um, I don't... He and his wife came over in the late 1800s from Naples and Palermo. That, that's where my family's from, is oh, Napolitano. Really? Yes. yes. I think it's just Napoli. I mean, Nap- I mean, So you are a Napolitano yourself. Yeah. There's a song the about you, isn't there? <laughs> isn't there a song about you? Um, in, in Napoli? Where isn't it like, Boy Meets Girl? No, Aww, it's like a song. I love that one. When the Moon Hits Your Eye, Like a Big Pizza Pie. That's a Mori. I think that song was actually written for Cher, but. Was it? <laughs> no, that's a reference to Moonstruck. I'll think of My the song and I'll movie. let you know. You've seen that, right? Moonstruck? Uh-uh. Mm. Does it have Cher? Mm-hmm. Oh. It's excellent. I don't think I've ever seen any movies with Cher. It's my favorite romantic movie. Oh. Yeah. Okay, we'll have a movie night one night. That's a way tangent. Yeah. Me and Steph have like a movie weekend we have to have. Now it's turning into a movie week. We're going to have to have like a movie vacation. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fun. So Michael Garavuso and his wife came over in the late 1800s. His wife's name was Dr. Oh. Teresa Semino. Shit, man. She was an osteopath. Oh. I had to look that up. That's what our I doctor didn't is. know what that was. Oh. We've got a DO as our family doctor. Oh, interesting. So now it's it- a lot different than it used to be. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Yeah. Nowadays, they're real doctors. Yeah. Yeah, with an actual doctorate in medicine, mm-hmm. which is great yes. if you're taking your kids there. Yeah. <laughs> what did it used to be, though? Well, it was very alternative. It was very alternative. In the late 1800s, you know, conventional medicine was kind of fucked up too it was like bloodletting and yeah. have some mercury oh yeah and you leeches know. and shit yeah totally so the fact that it was alternative was not such a bad thing <laughs> it was actually invented in 1874 by a guy named andrew taylor still and he his belief was that the body wants to heal itself and can heal itself if you just encourage it and don't mess it up with any outside medication. This sounds like the humors from Plato. Right. Right. <laughs> well, I think that like our doctor, she is like much a little she's more hands off. Like she's not quick to prescribe things overall. Mhm. Um, like when the kids were little, she never recommended like any medicine for say like teething. She was like mm. give them a frozen washcloth or whatever. Right, right. So she always kind of errs on the side of like less invasive mm-hmm. interventions, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I like that school of thought. I do, too. Yeah. yeah, it's very holistic. But she still is a doctor. Like, she's not like, you know, like, eat some herbs to keep away measles or something. Right. Cure cancer with positive thinking yeah. and adaptogenic <laughs> mushrooms. Um, in the early days, it had a lot to do with body work. And some of that is still done. So think like chiropractor or physical therapist, but not quite so... Uh, medically astute. You know what I mean? So like we can cure your impotence if we could just bend your foot in such a way that your heel touches your butt. Oh. You know, that kind of stuff. All right. Okay. Yeah. So just like weird body work. Interestingly, myofascial 
release was a big part of what he talked about also, which I feel like is seeing a resurgence in today's. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But not, I don't know if it's being recognized by like real medicine at this point or if it's, if it's still considered very alternative. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. So I think it's amazing that this woman, Dr. Teresa, was like a woman and an immigrant and a doctor in the late 1800s is like super impressive to oh, me. Oh, yeah. That's really interesting. Um, She's like a get it kind of woman. Yeah. You know, though, I do want to say one thing that I think back in the day, my impression is that women have always played, have always been kind of badasses, but it's always been like kind of behind the scenes. And I think that she was a badass, but decided to, and she probably had a supportive husband who was like, yeah, that's cool. I support your badassery. (laughs) And um, women have always been badasses. They just weren't allowed to be known for it. Yeah. Well, you had to be kind of quiet about your medical knowledge so they wouldn't burn you at the stake. Mm -hmm. Right. right? Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's like she knows a... Not a lot about how things uh, work with the body there. Hmm. Hmm. I, I think that the I think the Bernie at the stake stuff was like what witchcraft this was. I don't even think people believed in witchcraft. I think they just used it as an excuse to fucking burn people. Yeah, to punish twisted. women who knew too much. So Michael was really missing the Italian coffee that he couldn't get in New York. It was you know. He, like most Italian immigrants, he did not care for what Americans called coffee. Yeah. Um, and that is what he brought to this product. His wife brought the soda water. Oh, yeah. Because she was... that was the healing tonic. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I thought that was neat. She and brought her alternative medicine knowledge to this. Yes. Interesting. And then... So this makes this a health tonic, right? Correct. Yes. It is a health tonic. Right. Unfortunately, only caffeine, no cocaine. But mm. we'll just make the best of it. Did it have cocaine once upon a time? Not that I'm aware of. Mm. But, you know, unfortunately, because Manhattan Special is not quite as popular as Coca-Cola, there's less information. And, you know, Coca-Cola is not admitting that it ever had caffeine. There's just, like, tons of other people talking about it. So. You mean coca you mean coca leaves? I meant cocaine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Coke is admitting that it has caffeine. It is not admitting that it has cocaine. Add. I mean, despite it being in their literal name. Right. I don't know okay. how they think they can. So, yeah, I, I feel like maybe, who knows what this had in it in 1895, but nobody's, nobody's whistleblowing. <laughs> Um, So Michael had the brilliant idea. He was clearly a good businessman. He had the idea to work with an Irish bottling company at the very beginning because he thought that would expand his customer base. Mm. Amongst the Irish? Yeah. Oh. Smart. Was that smart, though? Because I always associate Irish with drinking tea. Yeah, I have no idea if Irish people liked Manhattan Special. You know, they're both, like, they were both kind of a, like like um oppressed groups of people in america at that time mm-hmm. so he was probably just trying to band together with like right. hey they hate you they hate me like let's work together buddy yeah, yeah. and maybe we'll your people will want italian wanna... and irish relations yeah yeah nice mm-hmm. but do that. not let his daughter fucking date my son <laughs> <laughs> so i'm not sure how long michael ran the company or when he passed away um he was the great-grandfather of the current owners. So the current owners are fourth generation, and they're a brother-sister. I'm also not clear who was running the company in between Michael and Albert, who is the father of the current owners. I'm missing a generation. There was apparently a sister who the company passed down to, Hmm. but it was her brother who was running the company So I'm not sure if he didn't have kids, and that's why it passed down to her officially. It's Mm. all very mysterious. But eventually, in 1970, a guy named Albert Pissarro, who must have been the son of the sister because his last name is different, he took over the company. He's the one who expanded into some fruit flavors. In 1970, it was still only coffee soda. So he added just a handful, black cherry, orange, vanilla, sarsaparilla, which is like a root beer flavor, and gasosa. 
Hmm. I've never is, heard of that. Sounds like, Italian. Yes, a lemon lime. There you oh, go. cool. With the coffee still? Like as a base layer? Or no, like I'm so sorry. That was unclear. Okay. Independently, mm. he added So he's some, making pop. Yeah. So, well, he's making <laughs> Italian soda. Okay. They're called oh. Italian sodas. Okay. Don't call it pop. All right. <laughs> right. So, I mean, those would be considered Italian sodas, but I guess this. But isn't that what pop is? Is syrup with sparkling water? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like some of these names are marketing more than they are like factual. Yeah. I think so. Although I love me a good black cherry soda pop. Yeah, black cherry is great. Oh, maybe we should have gotten the mixed bag, huh? Mm. It, do they still have? I didn't pay attention. Do they still have? Um, they do carry these other mm, flavors. Yum, yum, yum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When Albert took over in 1970, his daughter Aurora was seven years old and his son Louis was six. And they immediately much like your family, started working for the company. Oh, it's little babies. That's yeah. so cute. Yeah, they remember sweeping the floors and putting together cardboard boxes Aww. and all that kind of stuff when they were, like, super little. Aww. Albert and his wife Angela divorced. Angela was the mother of Aurora and Lewis. And he married a second wife, Eileen, and moved to Queens and had two little kids with her. So there are four kids total, but only the older two are running the company. Okay. Here's where the story takes a turn that you would not have been able to predict. Oh, my. Okay. Okay. Uh, May 26, 1983. Albert is 45 years old. He's running the company. That's the son that was sweeping the floors. No, I'm sorry. That's the dad who took over in 1970. That's the dad who's of the little two kids. Albert is responsible for this beautiful label that we have. Yes, I believe so. (laughs) Okay. A twist. Yes. So he's 45 and he's um, running the company and his kids at this point, the older ones, um, Aurora is 19 and she's a freshman in college, but still working part-time at the... This is so cute. Yeah. And um, his son is just a year younger. Lewis is 18 and he's a senior in high school. So Albert is working and his new wife, Eileen, and the two little kids are at their summer home in the Catskills. Fancy. That's a very, very New York thing to do. Yes. He is supposed to be joining them the following day. He came home from work late and nobody knows exactly what happened. Somebody, nobody broke into the house. There was no sign of breaking into the house, but the house was burglarized. So I don't know if someone was in there when Albert came home and he surprised him or if Albert was home and someone came in after he got oh, home. Oh, no. Uh-oh. He was found dead the next <gasps> morning. He was shot. Oh, no. There was a safe in the basement. <gasps> and he was found shot three or four times. On the ground next to the safe. Oh, oh And shit. the safe was not opened. Oh, man. They were like marched him down to the safe. And they're like, open it, buddy. And he's like, fuck you. Yeah. That's wow. what they think happened is that he refused to open the safe. And that's why they killed him. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. The house was ransacked and his pockets were turned out. Like, apparently it was kind of known that he carried a lot of cash on him. Oh, oh wow. So. Better be a recluse. Um, Learn from Aldi. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Jeez. Whoa. So they never solved the crime. It's still unsolved. They don't know who killed him. Shit. Messed up. Whoa, this is fucked up, man. So the housekeeper gets there the next morning just oh, after no. 9 o'clock and sees his car is there. And she's like, why the fuck is this car here? Yeah. So she goes, like, searching the house for him. Uh-oh. And finally finds him in the basement Uh, she calls the police she runs to the neighbor's house uh, the neighbor calls the manhattan special company trying to get a hold of someone at the company she didn't call 911 they called and aurora was working at manhattan special Mm -hmm. so the neighbor said you have to come to your dad's house it's bad wow Mm -hmm. so an employee took her to her dad's house in queens yeah and she she and the undertaker went to her brother's high school and pulled him out of class because she did not want him to hear it over the phone Mm -hmm. the way she did or find out any other way. So she pulled him out of school. She said there was no question about what was going to happen next. They both dropped out of school. They were 18 and 19 years old, and they took over the company. Oh, my gosh. 1983. They're like in their late 50s now. Lewis said it was really, really hard to run a company at that age. Like it was so hard to figure out how to do that. But there was just no way. There was like no consideration. I'm like, like, that's so sad. It is so sad. Right. But they stepped up. 
they stepped up. They're like kind of amazing. Wow. I feel like so bad for them though. Yeah, I know. And I feel bad for like knocking their their website. They're like, they're just trying the best they can. Aw, they're just kids. They're just kids. (laughs) You know what? They didn't grow up with the internet. It's fine. Right. And their (laughs) dad probably like. But if they have enough local accounts. But their dad was probably like going to teach them, you know, about like how to run the business. He didn't know how to use the internet either. Right. I'm just imagining like Kaya being like, oh, fuck, my parents are dead and I got to like run this company now. I can't be a flight attendant. Oh. And the three girls, Sage, she's like, I know how to do boxes. Let's do this, Kaya. <laughs> and Arden's like, I'm going to so go sad. work at Starbucks. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> they pay $17 an hour and I'm going to move to Montana. And they have cake pops. And they have cake pops. <laughs> we don't have cake pops. <laughs> Bye. Oh. Oh, this is so sad. I mean, um, like, I mean, you guys know. Imagine, like, imagine having to step in. Like, it, what would your kids possibly know about, like, accounting and distribution? They're going to have to like, figure it out, right? Right. There's so much there. There's so It's not just filling you, the bottle. Steph, you would have to help. You I, would oh. technically be the head of the company. Yeah. <laughs> not on paper, just figuratively. <laughs> no, you could give yourself. You'd be bossing a, everyone You could around. give yourself, like, uh, we authorize you now if we die that you are officially the vice Knock president of the company. Knocking on wood right now. I don't yeah. want to die. That's not wood. That's plastic. Okay. You're sitting in a wooden chair. (laughs) Marcus keeps knocking on like all of these random things, like hoping that there would when his hand is literally resting on a piece of wood. (laughs) You cannot edit this out. Yeah. If something happens to you guys, you become become vice president. (laughs) And you have to help our kids figure out how to do the coffee company. Um, Unfortunately, I only know how to run the bagging machine. (laughs) And I don't know anything about accounting or distribution either. As far as I can tell, in all these companies that we've done research on, the ones that like hire the first employee, make them the vice president, are the ones that last the longest and are the most <laughs> successful. So I think you'll be okay. Just my calming presence will really help things along. Right. <laughs> Fuck, man, we can't die. You know what? Hashtag stay poor. That's the moral of this story. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe just teach your kids how to do some serious accounting and all right sage let's go learn some quickbooks yeah. i actually did thinking about making her do some data entry stuff because that shit's tedious af yeah. i'm gonna have to teach one of them how to you know build relationships in the coffee industry and maintain those relationships because it's all about relationships oh yeah well you'd be doing your future orphan children a big favor <laughs> i've been teaching kaya how to use the roaster oh that's important yeah Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Wow, that sucks for those kids. First, you take yeah. the sugar and you mix it with the water. Now I want to know how did they get into that safe? <gasps> they didn't. They nobody did not get into the nobody safe. Nobody ever did. Nobody though. ever did. Not even the wife. Oh, that's what I mean. Like, did somebody oh, have the code to the safe? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I guess you can like drill into a safe if you had to or something. Are you guys too old to remember when Geraldo busted into Al Capone's safe? It was like the safe that hadn't been opened. Yes. No, no I am too young for gonna... that. <gasps> oh my gosh, it was we a had... huge. No way. So tell me about this. Please tell me it was I empty. have to know. So you guys, there used to only be like five TV channels. And once in a <laughs> while, they would air something live to like build excitement. So Geraldo Rivera, who I think this is when he went like when he went full Dorcas. Like okay. when everybody was just like, oh, my God, this fucking guy it was after this incident. Okay. So it's live and it's the buildup is ridiculous that they're going to, they found this El Capone, like a huge, it was like a huge room. It was like a vault. It was like a bank vault. And they were like, we're going to bust into it and it's going to be so exciting and nobody knows what's going to be in here. Do you know where it was? I don't. Chicago. It must have been, right? I mean, Geraldo was like a Chicago-based guy. Oh, if I'd known we were going to talk about this, I would have really refreshed my memory. But I can remember, like, I remember watching it on TV and how slow it was. Like, now we're going to try this. And now we're going to, and Geraldo's just like wasting time, blah, blah, trying to get into the safe. Like building up the anticipation. Yes. Mm -hmm. Nothing was in the safe. Fucking empty. Uh, empty. Great. (laughs) (sighs) So I don't know. Maybe there wasn't anything in the safe. Maybe he just had the safe in case, you know, like Capone. They're extra safe. That reminds me of that one time we watched on the History Channel or something. They were like, we think we found Jesus's grave. And we were like, oh, let's watch it. And they opened it. There was like nothing in there, too. It was like this huge buildup on the History Channel when you used to have to watch commercials. Yeah. Although I imagine like the Christians would have been like, checks out. Obviously. See? Obviously nobody here. That's true. That's a good point. Right. Yeah. How could that story end? Proof. Proof. Yeah, you're right. 
I think they determined it wasn't Jesus's grave after all or something. <laughs> yeah. After like doing this whole thing. I'm like, you knew at the, when you wrapped up how this was going to end and you still fucking put this out? That's just some like, producer that guys. wanted to go take a trip to Jerusalem. Yeah, uh, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Anyways. <sighs> um, Aurora, Aurora runs like administrative stuff and Lewis is in charge of outside operations, whatever that means. I don't know. Aurora's real tight-lipped about details of the business. She doesn't... She's she still let... figuring it out. <laughs> it's been 40 years. <laughs> These kids have been running this business for 40 years. They're, like, ready to retire right now. <laughs> Got a handle on it. Um, she won't let photographers in. She won't really talk about the details. That's so weird. Why? <clears throat> She's like, I don't know how any of this shit works. Yeah. Um, she says they sell millions of bottles a year. Their revenue is estimated to be about $1 million a year. Hmm. They only have 10 employees. Yeah. It's just like a small business still. Yeah. Okay. Um, it used to be, yeah, it used to be for sale everywhere in New York. Like all the little local shops would carry this stuff. And then it sort of stopped. It, it lost popularity a little. It was like an old-fashioned drink. Yeah. But now it's popular with the hipsters again. And now you can find it in all the hipster neighborhoods and all <laughs> right. the shops. And that's partly Aurora's doing. Like she goes to the fancy food show and has a booth and shit like that. I don't know if she realized hipsters were into it and began marketing to them or if that was like a brainstorm on her part. But yeah. that's good. Yeah. Um, on their website, they have a a page where you can like sign in and comment like a guest book page oh. and it's just like page after page of all these people some of them are like in all caps you know like i haven't had this since i was a kid and my grandson brought it from Aww. it's like real cute people are so excited that you can mail order it now because people who grew up with it yeah. and moved away from new york can't get it anymore you figure in other countries they give kids wine at like six right, or whatever. Right, so, yeah. you know, maybe some people are much more chill about yeah. their coffee sodas. Right. They're yeah. like, it's sparkling, it's sweet, it's perfect for a kid. Add yeah. some milk or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's better than Coke. That's true. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's got less weird shit in it than Coke does. Yeah. I mean, I it still, does have preservatives and, and a it, shit ton of sugar. And it still has caramel color mm. and potassium mm. sorbate and p sodium benzoate. Yeah. Is it really any different than Coke? Because these look like the same ingredients. I mean, ingredients. it's better that it's going to a small business. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's what I meant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I do like that. And that you're supporting it's like in still, New York. And still a family-owned business. Yeah. yeah. Especially after all the shit those kids went through. Brooklyn. Yeah. For real. I mean, I'd support them just for that. That's sad. Yeah. Well, that's cool that they're still around, though. Well. Do you guys want to know who roasts their coffee? <gasps> you oh, know? Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, let me take Did you yes. call? Royal Coffee. <laughs> I didn't call. They Wait. roast their own coffee. Oh, they do? In the house. Oh. In what Aurora describes as a gigantic mocha pot. They, wait, they okay. roast coffee in a mocha pot? Oh, I'm sorry. They brew we it. We need to back this up. Yeah. Okay. They brew it in what she describes as a giant, giant mocha pot. Oh, but they so roast it themselves, too. They roast it themselves. It's a, so it's, it's a human-sized mocha pot. Mm -hmm. That's what that picture mm -hmm. is. And it's a human-sized mug. It's like a <laughs> mug for a giant. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Hmm. Wow, interesting. Is a coffee Italian? I don't know. I oh. mean, it's, well, it's, it's roasted espresso style, right? Okay. So that's Italian. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, sure. Roast, I was sure. just curious if are they roasting their own too, or are they just they are it? roasting. Yeah. They oh, are so roasting, roasting their own. and brewing. Yep, yep. Gotcha. They're doing it all. Okay. They roast they're doing it all in the same location from 1895. Wow, what the it. fuck? How That's is that crazy. even possible? Right. Yeah, I wonder. Like, they must own the building. I mean, did they expand the building? It's a good question. Yeah, I'm curious about how they were roasting and how they were brewing in. 1895, mm -hmm. which I don't have answers to. Yeah. Yeah. But, so I wonder if, like, okay, so I'm trying to go through my mind all of the different brewing methods, and the only thing I can really think of is, like, uh, like a, how were they brewing coffee in the 1800s? Because, like, the pour-over wasn't invented till the early 1900s, if it sounds like the mocha pot. You've got all of these things that weren't espresso machine. Was it, like, a percolator? Was it a French press? Well, from the Civil War episode, we know that they just put it in a big pot and boiled it. Right. <laughs> right. Like, that's, so that's all they did. Well, you think, like, Turkish coffee, that's kind of how Turkish coffee is right. done. Like grind up the beans and boil the shit. Yeah, so that's kind of like a... Filter it. It's almost like a French press in that case. Yeah, Or a percolator. Immersion. 
Yeah, percolator and immersion brew, like cowboy. They were just making cowboy coffee. You think, though, but for yeah. this? Probably how they started. And then now they've got something else. Sad news. Neither of the current owners has any children. So the fourth generation is going to be the last generation, Aww. and we don't know when they retire. Wait, they don't have any kids? No. Neither? No. Should we buy them? Do they have, like, no. Do they have? <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, who's going to take over? I'm very concerned for Manhattan Special now. I know, right? Oh, man. They're probably going to have to sell out to somebody. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe they have a really trusty employee. Maybe the who's employee gonna... of the month is going to take over. <laughs> yeah. The employee of the like century in that case, really. <laughs> that really is. <laughs> um, I have one more thing to say about this coffee before we bust into it. Many, many, many reviewers on the internet say that it will fucking explode in your face and all over your house. So please open it over the sink. Oh. oh. I guess it has a real reputation for being a little overcarbonated like super carbonated yeah oh, wow so wow. i don't know if we can bring a bucket into the recording studio or if we're just gonna have to like tell you what happens but maybe they, okay we no, should do it i'll in bet here. you they open it like right after it shows up in their house after transit that's probably what the people are doing <laughs> i'm gonna just have a couple of extra towels i think <laughs> that's what i think i'll do yeah, yeah. oh no, um, i'm really excited well shall we brew some coffee yeah shall we Let's crack open a cold one pop some tops Pip Pip Cheerio! It's your favorite coffee spokesperson, Giles, back to tell you about the latest coffees to drop on Modest Coffee. A new offering has arrived from Colombia, and it's a particularly nice and inviting example of what Colombia has to offer. Head over to www.modest.coffee to see what they're roasting today. Cheers! All right, and we are back, and we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to... Pop a top. I'm going to pop a top, baby. <laughs> All right. Let's, All right. Uh, okay. We're going to see if they explode. All right. And then we're going to have go our olfactory reveal. No, no explosion at all. Oh, that was a little bit of a letdown. Total letdown. <laughs> I told you. I'm sure these idiots were opening up. None, not even close to explosion. They were opening it right after they got delivered. I'm certain of it. You guys, it's totally safe. Go ahead and open it yeah. over your carpet. Yeah. But just don't, you know, I'm sure like if FedEx UPS drops it off, don't fucking open it the first thing that they drop it off because it, it's going to blow up. It might be though because there was quite a bit of like, um, I don't know, whatever that carbon dioxide is that was like... Yeah. So they were probably pretty caffeinated, maybe. Yeah, but, but now, like, to have them explode, the only explanation is if they're bouncing around a truck all fucking day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, ours have been sitting for a while, so. Right. Um, so, we're good. How's the olfactory? I'm going to pour it into a cup and see. It smells like coffee. It smells good. It does smell yeah. good. Sweet. It's not quite as carbonated as, like, a, as a regular soda. Or maybe it is. I don't know. It kind of, like, I poured it out, and it looks a little... Like a little bit Guinnessy. Oh, it does. Oh yeah, it's got that little like tan head. Mm -hmm. It looks Guinnessy. You're right. It does have such a coffee like it smell to it. it smells I, like coffee pop. I want to say I'm a little bit nervous because like I know that when carbon dioxide gets mixed with our cold brew, that produces something that is foul tasting. Kind of very acrid. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And so I am a little nervous about the way that carbon dioxide reacts with coffee but we i just remembered though that we don't add sugar to ours so maybe all the addition of the sugar will help you know help smooth it out smooth or whatever out. Yeah. i'm a little nervous it smells like coffee uh what notes are we getting <laughs> i'm not getting any notes of anything just get a roasted coffee smell oh my gosh if you can identify the country of origin i will be right. so impressed <laughs> i mean in probably brazil mm. Ooh, oof I like it. Oh, you do? Oh, so much. Mm. Mm. It is so sweet. It's so sweet. So sweet. It's weird. It kind of like, my mind thinks it's a Coca-Cola, but then it has this weird coffee aftertaste, and it doesn't taste like Coke with coffee. Like no, when we did this that. is what Coke with mm -mm. coffee wants to be. This is so good. For real. <laughs> I really love it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. You guys man. like it. Mm -hmm. So much. Okay. That's um, good. Yeah. I think the coffee fixes what I don't like about soda. I don't like soda because it's so sweet. And mm -hmm. I think the bitter really, I mean, I'm not getting any bitter, but it also doesn't taste like 37 grams of sugar. It right. tastes sweet, yeah. but it doesn't taste like gross sweet like I feel as though Coca-Cola does. Yeah. Yeah. And that Coca-Cola with coffee flavor, it was like like the coffee was an afterthought. Mm -hmm. Right. 
but this is really well balanced. Like the flavor of coffee permeates throughout. Yeah. Love it. Oh, that's okay. really delicious. You I look love really. It. The face on Jenny is very. Yeah, you don't disturbed. love it. it. It tastes a little medicinal to me. Mm. It has, yeah, yeah, which I don't love. It's so a no. healing tonic. It's it original is. recipe. Yeah. 1895. Yeah. Yeah. 1895. It's going to clear you out. Okay, good. It'll fix what ails you. All right. I'm good. Good. Um, Aurora will not say how much coffee. Like, she won't give the ratios and the recipes. So sure. we don't know exactly how much coffee is in here, and we don't know exactly how much caffeine is in here. Oh, that looks good. Jenny's pouring some cream in. Yeah, I tried adding some cream. We'll see what it does. Are you going to add sugar, too? God, no. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> oh, my God. So I would sweet. like I would have, like, a sugar attack. It's very sweet. What is it? A, what is it? A pancreas attack if I added more sugar? Yeah. Hand brewed from freshly roasted coffee beans, it says really tiny on the back. I mean, I bet it is brewed really quickly and bottled really quickly. I bet that all goes fast. Yeah. I think I like it better with cream in it. I would. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It tastes almost like a, like a root beer float now. Yeah. I remember liking like the... Like a coffee float. The, um, the Coke coffee episode. Like, mm-hmm. I really liked it with the uh, cream in it. Yeah. Like, that to me is what I needed. This, I don't need that, but I'm going to do it anyways. Yeah, I'm going to try a little cream because I'm curious and I bet it is delicious. Yeah, my no bad review is of it is with cream for sure. I'm glad that you guys like it. I just crushed like half of it already and I'm like, I want to try it with alcohol too. Why um, not? Well, I mean, because we I'm going to run t- out. I'm going to run out and I don't want to drink too. We have 12 pack. I know. A 12 pack. It's so much sugar. <laughs> it's so much sugar. It's fucking 70 grams of sugar. I mean, you could, no. so, you've got half a glass there. That would be nice with alcohol, I think. Yes. So that's my. Uh, my no bad review is pace yourself. Oh, you can, you know what? You can have the rest of mine too if you want. <clears throat> Don't mind if I do. Okay. Oh yeah, but you were concerned about sugar. I was, but I feel like if it's already opened, then I'm more concerned about waste. Yeah. So, it seems less carbonated than most other pops. Yeah. It's definitely less carbonated. Mm-hmm. After like hearing those reviews, I expected to be extra carbonated. Right. I did too. It has a very soft carbonation. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Me it's too. Soft. I prefer a soft carbonation myself. How do you like it with cream? I like it with cream. I might like it better straight. I feel like the cream dilutes the coffee flavor a little too mm-hmm. much. I like that it breaks the sugar a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I like the strong coffee flavor. Yeah. I feel you. Mm-hmm. Because of that, I added just like a splash of cream. And so I can't say I love it as much as I did the, just the black. It's yeah. definitely good. It's good with cream. It would be delicious with a scoop of ice cream. Mm. I'm not opposed mm. to it. Ooh, that would probably be really good with ice cream. Or would it then be too sweet, though? I don't know. Oh, we'll have I to wonder find if, like, the out. Because, I mean, <laughs> like, this, I think, with the cream is, to me, it's perfect. It's just, like, I love drinking the pop at the end of a root beer float after I've eaten all the ice cream. Mm-hmm. That I love so much. It's so good. I feel like that's your and answer. That's what I'm... lots of sugar in, in root beer. Yeah, I know. That's true. And a root beer float is fucking awesome. Well, yeah. let me look up how much... I want Actually, I'm going to look up how much is in a root beer. I'll bet you there's more sugar in root beer than there is in like pop, regular pop. It's probably 38 grams. <laughs> oh, that is a lot. It is more. It's 39 grams in a root beer. Booyakasha. But something about the root beer makes it taste less sweet. You know, I bet the whatever the root is in root beer is very bitter. Oh, I bet they have to overcompensate. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you're right. Because bitter thing. and sweet kind of balance each other out. Yeah, that's the same thing with um, the Coca-Cola. Because isn't Coca-Cola supposed to be very, very bitter? The cola nut or whatever? The cola has, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so coffee we know is not probably as bitter as sarsaparilla or cola nut, and that's maybe why this feels sweeter to yeah. me than like Coke or root beer. I think mm. you're right. Yeah, I'm is glad there, that you guys really like it. Yeah, caramel color. Oh, okay. unfortunately. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like, I, based on the color alone, I was like, oh, there must be a ton of coffee in it. Right. But mm-hmm. you know, now it's, it's it's impossible to tell how much coffee there is. It doesn't say how much ca- caffeine is in it, though. That's something I was, would be curious yeah. about. But well, Aurora says you must not know. Yeah, I was going to say that's probably a car- closely guarded secret to avoid anybody figuring out their recipe. But Are we going to, I'm sorry, are we going to try this with whiskey or are we stopping here? I mean, I don't need whiskey. I didn't need cream, but I'm curious. I'm curious. Yeah, right. why don't you? Yeah. I have just like a quarter of a bottle left, so I'll add the 
a quarter of a shot of whiskey. Yeah, I'm good with that too. I've got um, my bottle. If you want to just pour right into the bottle too, I don't know. I'm going to finish this okay. because I do enjoy it. I really love this. Good. I like really enjoy this. And I'm not a big like pop person to begin with. So this is like perfect for me. It's delicious with whiskey, but it's maybe whiskey heightens the sweetness factor a little or oh. something. Yeah, oh. it definitely doesn't cut the sweetness. Mm. But it's tasty. Any way you want to drink this coffee, I am pro Manhattan special. Order yourself a case. It is delicious. Or go to New York and pick some up at any bodega. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're looking for like a caffeinated soda, for sure, this is a great option. Yeah. Just switch all of your soda consumption habits to Manhattan special. You will not go wrong. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Love it. Love it. I know it's not a love it or leave it, but love it. Yeah. <laughs> this is not This is not hard to get to know that review. Yeah. One. I mean, like I said, yeah, I like it with cream. It's good. It's interesting. Awesome. Cool. Well, is that our episode? Then? Yeah, I think so. Easy peasy. Yeah. Well. Lemon squeezy. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Everybody from the future. Yeah. And <laughs> go to social media and follow us at No Bad Reviews Pod. We also have a Facebook group where we talk about episodes. Um, that's on Facebook. It's called No Bad Reviews colon A Coffee Community. We'd love to see you join up with us there. Did you see that somebody finally abbreviated it for us? Yes. Yes. Uh -huh. Jen. Yeah, that was really cool. <laughs> I like that a lot. So yeah, that's there where we have some discussions and then other fun coffee stuff. And then um, you can send us an email at hello at nobadreviewspodcast.com if you have anything you want to tell us. Uh, you can also sh share with us your favorite coffee story. And we will look to maybe one day read it on air. And then also um, on all of the podcasting apps, please go ahead and leave us a rating and a review. We would really appreciate it. That lets other people know that, you know what, this is a quality podcast. And most importantly is if you tell a friend and get a friend to listen, that is also the best. I think that's it. Oh, yeah. You know, we already told you the money places. Patreon, buymeacoffee.com slash nobadreviewspod. And I think that's it, right? It's a lot to remember. <laughs> so much to remember. <laughs> I don't know how you just rattle it off like that. Off. You're good. Just practice, yeah, you're good. I guess. Just practice. So yeah. thanks, Steph. That was really fun. All right. Ciao, everybody. Thank you for listening to this podcast, generously sponsored by Modest Coffee, purveyors of single-origin coffee without the snobbery. Visit www.modest.coffee forward slash no bad reviews to see what they're roasting today. Enjoy.